0: Good afternoon, folks.
1: I know it's meant to be morning glory sessions, but I'm a bit late today. So today, sort of following on from the last conversation I had about my ayahuasca experience um, and that Amazon implant medicine. This one's more about the the lessons I learned, shall we say, or the the thoughts like don't
0: know what's going on with my microphone here
1: today, it's collapsing on me.
0: So one of the big revelations I had from this was that
1: every single one of us are liars. We're all liars. we no, we just we 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 never before in a time in history
0: has it been this ability
1: for us to present the version of ourselves to society that we want to present. We we have got this ability to, you know, picking the posts we put on, everything we do, we can we can decide what we want other people to see and what we want other people to think. And while this is great for maybe our own our own beliefs and what we think other people think of us, as as human beings, it's actually probably the most damaging thing. That could be happening to us ever. You know, like, we get up in the mornings, and the first thing we do is tell ourselves a lie. Oh, we're happy, everything's great. And then we go throughout the whole day feeding that lie, telling ourselves that same lie that everything's great. That, the world's brilliant and that your life's the way you want to live it and you look the way you want to look and you feel the way you want to feel and the job you've got's the job you want the house you've got to want and you you know and you just we just fill ourselves through lies and then we go to bed and we've we've manifest, we've, we've been telling ourselves these stories and they're becoming our internal thoughts about pottery going. They're becoming our actual you know we start believing in these lies and then because we have such belief in them we start manifesting them. So we go to bed with these beliefs and we manifest this these beliefs that this is the life we want and this is the this is the person I want to be. And because we're manifesting it, we're getting it. We're putting it out to the universe. The universe is listening to our intention and it's giving us back more we want. And then because we're living the life that we actually don't want, the life we're trying to present to everyone, we're getting more of it. We get more of the same. And then we start believing that it's not good enough, that we're not good enough, that everything is, is like... Everything is, like everyone else has got a better life than us. Everyone's got a better chance of living and blah, blah, blah. That's the story I told myself. I told myself that story over and over and over again for literally decades, not even years, decades. And I told myself that I was happy. I told myself that I didn't need any help. I told myself that my life was exactly the way I wanted it. But really, I was comparing my life to everyone else's. And I was realizing that my life was nowhere near as good as everyone else's. My business was nowhere near as good as the other guys I know, that I wasn't as good a coach as the other guys that I know, even though rationally, I knew that I've got probably five, 10 years more experience than most of them. I've got way more experience qualifications than them. I've coached hundreds and hundreds of people, more people than them, but I still allowed myself to to do, to do tell myself that story. And listen, my, I told myself my life was the way I, want, I wanted it, and, and I swore the way it was true. You know, like, for the most part, well, not for the most part, for a for part of it, I was happy. You know, I, I like, I not nothing to be sad about. I've got an absolutely beautiful fiance. I've got beautiful kids, great stepkids. I've got, I get up every day and I do,
0: I go to a place, phone's breaking every time, sorry folks.
1: I, create, I, I created a business from from the ideas of what I wanted, and it became and has become true. But if I'm honest about it, I know I'm capable of more. I know I, I know I'm capable of much more. But ah, I felt guilty about asking for it. You know, you felt if you, you feel like you're you the The environment I grew up in, you know, money was bad, you know, because you didn't have much of it, you know. That money's wrong. It, it's the root of all evil. All these bullshit stories that told Money money not evil. The, how you use money can be evil, but like if I'm earning five thousand dollars, five thousand dollars, five thousand pound a month, and I'm I'm helping a few people. Well, if I up that ten thousand, and all I need is three thousand, say, or four thousand to live the life I want. Well, if I earn ten thousand, that means I've got six thousand pound that I can. Give the other people who don't have it and therefore i can actually help more people so this belief that money isn't good for you or the money's bad it's it's a lie it's a, it's a pure lie it's just that the, sto- the story we tell ourselves and the story we tell ourselves manifests and becomes reality the problem is we live in a time where we're exposed where, where we willingly expose all our lives all our story the story of our lives to everyone and we're left open for ridicule and judgment and people writing things about us or talking behind our back and making us feel bad about ourselves. Because this belief that, you know, we, we almost believe that we have to present a certain image to the world to be accepted. And this this image isn't run on congruent with our true self. Like, for example, Gail, the love of my life, I think I, I, she's, she's helped me so much, it's amazing. but. She's crazy. <laughs> like she's the reason why I am talking and talking today, right? She's the one that's got me into the energy, vibrations, the frequency, all that shit. But she's always she's always on bars talk about that. But that is her true self. Gail truly believes in vibrational energy and frequencies, and she believes in trying to raise the vibration of the world and try and like how that how small, simple acts of kindness can help other people. And that's a beautiful way to live. But it's also being conditioned into us. To feel like it's embarrassed to say that, you know, like in a society where it's very materialistic, where our self-worth or our how, how we're judging others is usually based upon the car we drive, the house we live in, the job we have, the money we have, the holidays we have, the latest phone, all this bullshit. It's very hard to actually, for the people who wanna be humans to actually come out and be human. And the, what I learned over that weekend was that all the shit that we are told the multi-national conglomerates think about the. think about like you know the the marketing that we're to on a daily hourly minutely basis is condi- without realizing we, we none of us realize that we're just being conditioned we're they what we receive we believe Do you know so when when we're receiving all these informations that we need the latest phone, that we need this, we need that, we need that, that this isn't good enough, that you need a new phone, you need your new car, that car's not that car you've had for the last three years, it's no good anymore because the latest models are, you must get the new car to get accepted by the Joneses. When we live the life like this, we're actually ignoring the inner self, we're ignoring the true self, the person that, the, the person that wants to live a certain way in in its place we're we're putting in we're trying to live the life that we think everyone else wants us in order to get respected, in order to be liked, in order to to be welcomed into a society that doesn't really exist. Because let's be honest, you're listening to me on your mobile phone, you're listening to me on your computer. Most of us will never speak face to face, which is pretty tragic when you think about it, but maybe distance stops it. But we don't know, we, we can't have this human connection and it's being lost. Because of the phone, we're more connected. We live in a world where we've been more connected than ever. I can talk to my friends in Australia like that, but when it comes to the actual human connection, it's gone. And that weekend exposed it to me because I've, like, once I let go of my my bullshit, once I let go of the lies, I've never felt happier. Now, if you've watched me regularly, you're probably going, you you can see it. I can see it. My, My friends and loved ones and family, they can see it. That weekend's changed me, and hopefully it's changed me forever. In fact, I'm going down to do it again. I'm going down to do it with a friend in another month, and I'm going down with Gail again on Monday to do another day because what I learned from that was the most valuable experience. Like I experienced human connection, proper, real, raw human connection, and never before have I felt more what it's like to be human that in, in that integration area and when we were talking you were talking to people and you were you were opening up to you were you' were opening up your deepest darkest secrets the things that you were fearful of the things that you the things that terrified you that you'd be judged upon the things that held you back and made you made me made you made me act a certain way and present a certain image to society I dropped that and I I I was willing to be vulnerable. And that's something actually people have said to me. I'm so uh, I'm really impressed with how vulnerable you let yourself be. That last conversation about my experience, I didn't feel being vulnerable there. I was just that's that's who I am. That's I, I'm able to talk about my experiences like that very easily. I think if it can help someone else, the, the reality is I'm a coach. That's that's what I do. I coach people, not just physically but mentally. I try to use every experience I've ever had to project project a, a sort of story and be able to explain something onto the person i'm trying to coach so they can then develop themselves so that that, that was a, it was an amazing experience for me to be able to open up and to be able to um to, to be honest and to be open and to be vulnerable um and to to be willing to be judged meant that the true self was able to come out and people and those people in that room were able to experience the real paul for the first time and because of that, I am the way I am today. I, that willingness to be vulnerable, that willingness to drop the bullshit, and just to be to be ready to be judged for good or for bad, regardless for being me, give me the confidence to 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 speak about the things that an MMA fighter doesn't talk about. You know, because believe it or not, I'm 44 years old. No, that don't mean that. But even though I'm 44 years old, and I haven't coached MMA professionally for God, I know must be close to seven, eight years. In my head, that 26-year-old, 27-year-old MMA fighter, that 34-year-old MMA coach, that's who I still identified as in a way. It's supposed to been part of my life for so long. Martial arts have been part of my life since I've been like four or five. That, and I always knew that I was called to coach. I always knew that my destiny, my, my vocation was gonna be coaching. But I always held on to this, that, you know, the ego inside of me, um, that that he was still held on to that, you know, MMA is respected, those fighters are respected, and almost like a bit of a fear thing. So we say, you know, you can protect fear in people, people don't want to take you on, even if I'm not a good fighter. I'm a good coach, not a good fighter. But the, that 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 guy still was controlling some of my actions. It was controlling my story. And because it was controlling my story, I wasn't able to then... Be the person I wanted to be, and probably the reason why Primal isn't as successful as I wanted to be, because I wasn't presenting myself as the way I should be to, to attract the people I need to attract to build Primal the way I want to build it.
0: Damn microphone. That
1: knock on effect I'm having, that had on me has prevented me from actually experiencing life the way I wanted to experience it. Now, hopefully, that's gone. I, I'm willing to do more work. And the more work I do, the better The better I'm going to start understanding understand myself and becoming acceptable. I'm, I'm, they, I'm starting to accept myself. And I think that is the biggest problem in society today. So many of us are fearful about what people we don't know will think about us, that we're not willing to be the true authentic self. And when we're not willing to be a true authentic self, that means we're living a lie. And if we're living a lie, we can't be happy because what we're doing and what we're thinking is not running and congruent. And when that happens, well, then the only person that's really affecting, truly, is you. And then probably is affecting other people that include people close to you, the business you're in, the job you're in, the people you surround yourself with. They're being affected because the reality is you're lying to them. If you're lying to yourself, well, then you're lying to them. And if you're lying to your, if you're to them, those people happen to include your children. And then what type of what what type of um. What what way is that to get on? How how can you believe that you're going to help your children grow grow better, to grow strong, to become the most strongest possible person themselves if you actually can't be honest with yourself and be truthful to yourself to who you are and who you want to be? It was um it was it was very it was very um eye-opening. It exposed a lot to me. When you strip away all that conditioned bullshit that the world has thrown upon us, and that that belief that we need to be someone else to be accepted by other people we don't know, and and you're willing to, when you go into a room or you go into you surround yourself with people who are willing to do the same, then you you suddenly find this way to connect. Like the, one of the conversations was there was, that um in the regression. Or integration, sorry, went in the, the talk afterwards. One of the girls was talking about um her father. I can't remember. There's something about something wasn't great. Well, it wasn't great about something experience in life, but she was like talking about um her journey, and you know, there was like a lot of conflict, and her story resonated very much with my life, my past life. And Gail looked at me and went, Do you hear this? And I was like, Yeah, I do. And then the, um, it was a crazy experience, crazy moment. I know probably, you probably, if you're scientifically minded, you're going to put down to uh, just chance. And maybe it was, but there was a lot of these chances that happened throughout the whole, whole weekend with everyone. But she said, the, the, uh, Joe, the facilitator, asked, what did you call your father? I think it was grandfather. And she said, Paul. And I just turned around to Gail straight away. Went. She said, then, sorry, then Joe said, what's their middle name? And before she answered, I said, the middle name's Thomas. I know it's Thomas. And right enough, her name was Thomas. Why did I say Thomas? Because my middle name is Thomas. And all the connections, all the similarities from her story and my story. I just knew something inside me goes, That middle name is Thomas. I don't know if names mean anything. I know there's I'll get to know that later on in life. I know it sounds crazy I'm talking about and probably losing some of but I do know that there was a connection there. And these be small connections, they allow, they allow you to come closer to someone. They they, they allow you to connect and to um as I said in the article, there it it, it breeds um, this ability to connect. This connection breeds understanding and compassion, which leads the acceptance of everyone's of our flaws and everyone else's flaws. And when you can accept your flaws and you can accept your human, well then you can you you can give yourself permission to grow. You can give yourself permission to make mistakes because I think a lot of us fear making mistakes. Because we've presented such a bullshit story about who we are, that if we present, if we do make a mistake and it's exposed on Facebook, exposed on Instagram, and we fear what other people think, the reality is some dickheads may turn around and slabber about you or may just laugh at you, but that's just life. When you expose yourself to this potentially 7.8 billion people, that is going to happen, but that shouldn't matter because... That's a reflect- If people are laughing at you for making a mistake, it's usually a reflection of their own flaws, their own misunderstandings and their own issues rather than yours. So it was, yeah, th- th- this weekend, that weekend, one of the big lessons I took from this weekend, by the way, you're going to hear a lot of lessons from this weekend and probably more. But um, <laughs> I'm just trying to my COVID job yet. Yeah, sure thing. Um, you will, you're going to make mistakes in life and mistakes are good because mistakes give you give you, give you a put you in a place where you can then analyze yourself and you can you can make a decision. You've got an option that you've got to make a decision. You can decide to change. You can decide to push yourself and try to step out of that person and, and learn from it. Or you can just go back and repeat those mistakes over and over and over again. I suppose, the, the, like the DNT, layers years of DNT and fucking all the psychedelics, I've got that message that this is life. Life, the universe, the life is repetitive. It's you're gonna have highs. Like, look at your own life. How many highs have you had? How many lows have you had? But the reality is, you can't have the highs if you don't have the lows, and you can't have the lows if you can't have the highs. Because there's not you need something to compare to compare with. And every human being is going to have lows. We're gonna have deaths. We're gonna have job losses. We're gonna have money problems. We're gonna have bills. We're gonna have stress. But we're also gonna have laughter. We're gonna have love. We're gonna have like experiences with other human beings that you to care for you and you care for them. And it's. It's, it's when you realize that this is just a circle of life that this is this is what you've got to do but the key to this is there's a lesson in, in all of it. you need to you need to be open to the lessons that these experiences give us and that is how we grow. We grow from learning whether it be a good experience or bad experience, there's always going to be a lesson to learn and when you learn that lesson and you then you you think upon it and manifest it and you you apply it to your life that's how we grow that's how we improve. And when we improve our lives, we improve the people around our lives, and we we influence people in a better way. And when you think about like this last fifteen months, the hatred, like I was big one on it, big one about it. You know, I slobbered about all the maskers, all the people getting their vaccine, hate them for it because they were, in my belief, they were they were bringing it, they were they're continuing this going. But I've also got to understand now that. A lot of people are doing it because of fear, because of the, con- the corporations, the big pharma, pushing the fear, controlling the fear narrative, pushing all the people to tell us a story. And so people are acting out of fear. And we act out of fear, we're not in a position of love. And when we're not in a position of love, then how can we be open to other people feel? Because we're, fe- we're when we're in fear, when we're locked in fear, we're thinking about ourselves, we're thinking about the people who matter to us. We're not considering the effect it's gonna have on the greater good of society. And that's what they want. That's why we the they want us to be living. I guess because can you imagine a world where people felt the way I'm talking now? Can you imagine how different this planet would be if everyone was to look upon and everyone else as they do when they look on their own children? Can you imagine? Can you imagine how we would uh how we would how we would forgive everyone's flaws? How would we we'd be more willing to accept everyone else's flaws and would be able to find connection and find you know similarities that, that, that we can join together and we can instead of what's happening is we're finding a way to divide ourselves and heal other people instead of looking for a way to become connected. And that that's been conditioning for decades. that's we've been conditioned for first of all it was, it was newspapers, then it was radio, then it was TV and that's social media we're always being divided because division makes it easier to control. But the minute we just drop that division and we see ourselves not through the colour of our skin, not through the race, not through our political beliefs, but as human beings, we're all connected to this earth. And I want to finish this story because it was pretty powerful for me. One of the facilitators, Rosine, she was talking about, I can't remember where the conversation came but I asked her a question, can't remember what the question was, but we were talking about, you know, how connection of humanity sort of split apart. And I asked her something like when was this when this happened? She was this this began the moment the first human per the human being planted the first seed. Because up until that point, Mother Earth gave us everything we needed. If if we had a
0: headache, we would
1: if we had a headache, we'd be automatically drawn to a plant. That would cure the headache because we were part of earth we were part of we were part of nature and the minute we put a plant in that seed we decided to divide ourselves from 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 the mother earth because we said that we knew more than mother earth and that plants when, when we started planting we started agriculture then all of a sudden the, the plants that we were t- weren't trying to grow became weeds so we'd rip them up and the animals that would come to feed on our harvest they became vermin, so we killed them. And every time we pl- pulled the weed up, and every time we killed an animal, we became more disconnected to the earth. And this was a really powerful story, because I was like, whoa, when you think about it, like the Amazonian people, the tribes in Africa, they are still connected to mother earth. They they rely on mother earth to, to feed them, to nourish them. And they respect them, you know, they when they kill an animal, they praise that, they pray to that animal, they thank that animal. There's something very beautiful about that, you know. I know vegans are all like, shouldn't be killing animals, blah blah blah. And all, but the reality is, we're animals, just like they're animals, and this is the cycle of nature—it's—it's it's feed and die and feed. You know, we 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 feed off the animals and we die, and the animals feed off us. That is just part of nature. And one well, of the last things she said to us was, which really made me go, "Whoa!" We well, were talking about how we used to be able to communicate with how she believed we should be able to communicate with the animals, and she said. And it's not that that the animals don't talk to us anymore; it's that we have forgotten how to listen. And that was that was that was mind blowing because when you think about it, we are part of nature. We're humans. We're 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 part of this planet. We're all connected. Like we all we all got we we all know. Listen, to your gut, that gut instinct. There, there's still that true human in each and every one of us. We just need to learn how to listen again. And we just need to realize that we're, we're focused on COVID. We're focused on hating people because of the color of skin. We're focused on hating people because of religious beliefs. But when, all that, when you remove all that mask, what you realize is like, we are destroying the very planet we rely on for existence to make a profit, to get a better car. Like you're all listening, like all, all of us who were, all of us are slapping each other about COVID right now. Fucking COVID real, you're a dick. Fucking COVID's fake, you're a dick. And we're fighting with each other, and we're all trying to say, you know, we're doing it for other people. But the reality is, we're all watching this on mobile phones, and if we're all watching it on mobile phones. That means some child slave in some part of the Congo has been murdered and killed and being pushed to do to work, no hours for no money, just to build the battery so we can we can have our arguments on our phone. That's not being human. That's, that, that's a disconnect. Now, I am accepting that and I know we're part of the problem. But I think we all need to realise we're part of the problem and that there's a bigger, greater thing here. And this is what this ayahuasca has done to me. It's fucking opened my mind to this type of stuff. But it's true. We're, we're, we're not connecting anymore. We've lost that connection. And because we're losing that connection, we're losing the very fabric of what it is to be human. So I'll leave it there, folks. A um, bit deep today, but you know, this is where my mind's working at the moment. So I hope to see you next week. Have a good one.